Thank you for tuning in to The Truth with Trinity, and I am your host, Trinity, and if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I'd like to send you a warm welcome. Here I talk about issues that happen within the Black community, hopefully for some resolution, or at least some food for thought to go about your daily way. So without further ado, I'd like to jump into this episode's topic, which I was between two titles um, to call it, but... um, The first title is The Out of Control Black Woman or The Burnt Out Black Woman, okay? Um, I wanted to first start off by saying that I wanted to start off by thanking all my subscribers and all my listeners. And um, I had a listener, as a matter of fact, which I love comments, I love questions. Um, You know, he questioned me and he said, or he made the, you know, he made the post or the question and asked, you know, why are black women, you know, so, so out of control? Why are they needing so much sex, you know, uh, you know, no commitment and um, acting out of control and not being able to heal from their past relationships and just going around angry. And, you know, he went on to talk about the feminist movement and how it's destroyed black women and a lot of black women have destroyed homes. Okay. And um, before we go further, you know, I'd like to mention something from Willie Lynch. You know, he, he said something metaphorically about animals because, you know, back in the day, they, um, you know, they refer to us as animals a lot and some, some of them, you know, still do. But, um, Willie Lynch referred to, you know, the black man and woman as the animal. And I mention this because, you know, as black people, we might say, well, the black man is the problem or the black woman is the problem. But listen to this. Willie Lynch described that, you know, the black man and woman will be tied together at the head like two horses and that the two horses posteriors or the backside of the horses will lead them in opposite directions. Okay. And that's metaphorically saying that, you know, black men and women will be tied together at the head, which your head is supposed to lead you in the direction. Right. But they're saying that our, our, our posterior, which we're having backwards thinking, not able to work together or, um, to, um, always be against each other basically. Okay. With the methods that they came across, Um, and which brings me to the situation. Okay. Both black men and women, you know, we've both been traumatized and we both have issues and we're both traumatizing each other, but us as black people, especially the older and grown grown grownups that are already grown, you know, a lot of us are setting our ways and some of us, we can change, you know, we can change, you know, those that are mentally strong enough. And some of, you know, unfortunately, some black people that are already grown are going to fall by the wayside. But what's needed is a new race of black people, just like they made the black man and woman a slave and our children a slave. The new evolution of black man and woman must exist. And it must start with the children. Okay. So for example, the black male child must start um, learning from some black men that are strong, that may have been hurt, that might have been abused or whatever um, at the hands of black women or their black father, but be strong enough to hang in there to teach the black ma- the young black males manhood training, go get a job, you know, that this is the white man's vision for you to go out and sell dope, that you don't need to be in jail, you know, that you need to marry your women, not to j- destroy them, that, you know, black women are not whores just to have sex with, um, 
you know, um, because when you destroy a woman, you're destroying multitudes of um, children and, 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 and people that come through her that is going to be damaged. And so, um, and to take responsibility and the black female child needs to learn, you know, hey, you know, you're not a prostitute, you're not a whore, you're not a video vixen, you know, you don't need to have on a dress that shows the, the crack of your buttocks, um, you need to wait for marriage, you need to have some self-control, you need to have some self-respect, and we need some fathers that are going to stick around, and we need some mothers that are going to, you know, um, go past their pain and say, hey, I might have been done like this, but I need my daughters to go, grow up, um, you know, and, and, and we need more fathers to cultivate an environment Okay, like a fenced-in gate, like a fenced-in yard for the the black girl's virginity, so that she can grow older and start trusting black men, and um, cultivate more children and generations after that that will have a new mindset than uh, us as black people and the elder black people. That's what needs to be had. And so I, I want to start um, by saying that. Um, I wanted to first start off saying that I have all the love and compassion for my people. I really do. And yet I am to a black woman and I do understand and have been through the many obstacles and challenges that our sisters face. Okay. Because I had a sister, you know, she can't, or I, I assume she was a sister, you know, she came into the comments, you know, I understand she's hurt. She's upset, you know, and she started, you know, saying these little negative things and I'm like, you know, I'm a black woman. Okay. But make no mistake that although the black woman's complaints hurt and pain are justified and very valid, okay? Because the sister said, you know, the black woman's been left alone to do all the brunt of the work that the black man has left behind, okay? And I do understand that, okay? So I understand all the pain that we have went through, but it gives the black woman no right to act with such vulgarity. And I'm not saying all I'm not saying all black women act with vulgarity, okay? Which I'm gonna make a small disclaimer, I think, right here. This does this episode does not apply to every black man and woman. We can all point out black men that we know that are successful that have never raped a woman that have great jobs that are married that have raised their children for all 18 years we know some black women anyone everyone can point out a black woman that or a group of black women that they know that are excellent moms they don't dress vulgar they don't yell out in public they're they're, they're incredible ladies right but it's too much of an issue within our community not to bring these issues up to just say just because you know a few black people doesn't mean that we don't have a, uh, a problem within our community. Okay. So now that I've made that disclaimer, um, so like I said, just because we as black people, women have problems and we have problems with our men and we do have emotional pain and physical pain that does not give us a ticket or a golden pass to go out here and parade our pain and, and, and transmit it into making further fools of ourselves by parading ourselves with such vulgarity. It doesn't. Just as it gives the black man no right to justify his misdealings with the black woman and abuse to say it was because he lacked a father or he's in pain himself or some black woman did him wrong, okay? Black people must learn to transition from victim mentality to an independent think, uh, thinking problem solver mentality. Okay, and part of developing that kind of mentality is hearing some concepts that you don't want to hear. Okay, um, it, it you know, as black people, you know, we, we've got pains on both sides. You know, we got black men killing black men, we got black women treating black women viciously, and then we've got black men and black women, you know. At, at odds with each other and at war with each other while the whole world sits and mocks and laughs at us and makes money off of us in various different ways. But what we need is if we're going to come into leadership 
if we're ever going to own our own country one day or move away from this country or if things don't work out in America, first, it, we're going to have to learn how to get along with each other. Like, how are we ever going to go somewhere else and create our own independence if we can't be independent thinkers here? Okay, because to sit and to keep pointing the finger, yeah, we're getting our pain out, but where's the problem solving at, though? Where's the dialogue at? Okay. And I, I also want to say, you know, I'm not here for entertainment. You know, I'm not here to sit and bash and, and, and just point meaningless, uh, meaningless uh, points out with no resolution. You know, if that's what you're looking for, this may not be the channel for you. You know, this is the channel for people that say, hey, I want to make a change. I'm tired of our people going through this. I'm tired of our children having to go through the same thing with a man raping a little girl and a little girl growing up to say, hey, I'm going to start raping and abusing boys. And the boy continues to grow up into another man and another cycle and, and just the whole thing instead of us coming up with resolutions, okay? So I want to start... Okay, like I said before, one listener stated that all black women think about is sex and acting out. And I don't, I don't think he meant all black women, but I think he, you know, is pretty much saying, hey, it's pretty evident and apparent that a lot of black women are acting like this. Okay, it's all in the media, it's on social media, it's, you know, it's everywhere, you know. And unfortunately, they are uh, oversaturating the women, black women that are trying to be ladies, that are trying to be chased, that are trying to be feminine, okay. Um, but in order to understand the black woman, let's go back to her childhood. Okay. Majority of black girls don't grow up in an environment that cultivates femininity. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, you can point to some men that you know, or you might've been that man yourself that say, Hey, I, I raised my daughters 18 years and you know, but, but a lot can say that, but I'm talking about the multitudes of black women that had a black man in and out the home. Okay. Um, and I'm going to describe some of the environments that strip away black femi femininity, but you know, I think, you know, black men need to understand that, uh, femininity is not something that you just wave a magic wand and poof, it's there. It's something that, like I said, has to start as a little girl, you know, the age of two and three, something that, you know, she sees her mother, um, you know, and women surrounding her practice. And I believe that, you know, women, regardless of race, have to have an environment where they're going to feel safe with being feminine without being attacked, raped, beat on, made fun of, um, you know, any of that. Okay. So that's the first thing. Majority of black girls don't grow up in an environment that cultivate femininity. It's just reality, okay? For whatever various reasons that we can go into. And, you know, I tried to make this segment as short as possible. Um, but this this could be like a whole novel. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep it as short as possible. Um, if you could bear with me. Um, now, uh, the other thing is, quite a few young black girls grow up with a broken relationship with their mother, okay? The mother may deny their daughter's reality of abuse, Okay, that happens a lot, you know, especially when mom has a boyfriend or the father of the daughter that she's she is so in love with the mom so in love with, you know, a lot of black girls have had to deal with that, you know, or, you know, especially in the black home and the black communities, you know, being raped and molested, you know, that's something that happens, um, but it's something that you want to keep quiet, you know, you want to sweep under the rug, you know, um, which can create animosity uh, between mother and daughter. Because the daughter doesn't feel that the mother is going to keep her safe. 
and the mother is selling her daughter out and selling herself short and her self-dignity as a woman by not standing up for her child. Okay. Then the mother may be seen placing men over the care and needs of the child. Okay. So that can go for male and female child. Okay. And, and like I said, for these purposes of this uh, episode, we're talking about, you know, the female child, you know, so, you know, the, the black girl, you know, sees this growing up a lot, you know, placing a man over, over the child. The mom doesn't want to lose her man, you know, things of that nature, you know. Uh, the mother may be in competition or simply hate her daughter because of her father, you know. And, um, you know, that's something as black people, you know, we should have children to care for them and different things. But we should want to see our children do better than us, to look better than us, to live better than us, okay. And, you know, I think black women do suffer from some, I'm saying some, um, they do suffer from mistreating their children because of the child looking like its father or being like its father. And, you know, a lot of black men can relate to that because I think the incidence is higher and I think it's a little more extreme when we talk about, you know, a black woman that has been abused by a black man and then, then she has a son that she has to care for. Um, you know, I think black men do suffer even more so um, than even black females, you know, when they're dealing with uh, being mistreated because of uh, looking like or being like their father, you know, but I think that's one of the components. And then let's talk about the black young female being physically and sexually assaulted. And I know this is a sticky one. You know, a lot of black men like to say that, hey, this is crazy. You know, um, here, here we go again. But, you know, like the black man wants the black woman to listen to him. You know, I think it's time for the black man not to, you know, escape the elephant in the room that a lot of our black men have been uh, mentally and emotionally and physically and sexually abused themselves. And they have felt a lack of power. And a lot of them have been mentally distorted. And a lot of them, um, they do, um, you know, rape um, and, and have molestation problems. You know, when you talk about the six to seven out of 10 percent of reported molestation and rape in the female black community so of that seven to ten you know at seven out of ten who's not reporting it okay so that's a lot of black females um that have been sexually assaulted you know and, and you might not be a black man that does it you know because every every everyone wants to say it's not them right but you're sitting next to you're eating next to you're at work next to men that say that they don't do that and they're upstanding men and, you know, they have these inner problems, okay? Because if that's the case, so many black women wouldn't be reporting the same story, okay? Um, once this happens, it fragments the female's mind into either loving the abuse to love the perpetrator, okay? So, you know, especially in many cases, the perpetrator is a trusted boyfriend, stepfather, biological father, uncle, cousin or sometimes a brother okay so you know in the nighttime you're getting this abuse done to you sexually and then in the daytime or or whatever you know you're trying to love this male image okay so you end up trying to love the abuse to love the perpetrator so you're loving the perpetrator okay it's really confusing you know um meaning in order to carry on daily around the perpetrators as a coping mechanism and the disbelief of it being an important male figure, the coping mechanism is used to still function, even at high levels of abuse. Okay, so you're so one part of the young black female's mind is like, wow, this is my dad. You know, I'm supposed to look up to him. I do look up to him. And oh, my God, you know, 
having to separate her brain from, wow, this is happening to me at the hands of someone that I'm thinking is a hero. Okay. Um, in retrospect, many black women began to normalize abuse while being depressed and uh, depression is only anger turned inwards, okay? So a lot of black men will say, hey, a lot of these black women, they love abuse. They love for you to call them bees. They love for you to uh, knock them upside the head. Well, this is part of what I'm saying, the psychosis behind it, you know? You know, you loving the loving the male perpetrator. It's a important male figure in your life. You growing up with that, and so then you begin to normalize it for years at a time, okay? So then you begin to get used to it. Okay, and then a lot of black women are depressed, but like I said, depression is only anger, anger turned inward. Or, another scenario, the black female child at first chance of regaining control over her body, usually adulthood, you know, teenage adulthood, and her own choice to perform sexually so she's not being raped, you know, she's actually having sex on her own will, she may take on a masculine persona, Right along with resentment for men that is attached to the struggle and subjugated acts with the perpetrator, okay? So what I mean by that is some some black women, you know, not all gay black women. I'm not saying this is the case for all bl gay black women, so don't come for me. But I'm saying, you know, some of them head east to wanting to be gay, hey, and wanting to have sex, just not with men. And some of them continue to have sex with men, okay? Um, but she still has this masculine persona that a lot of black men are talking about, but she has resentment for men and that resentment for men is attached to the struggle and subjugated acts that she had to perform with the perpetrator growing up. Okay. So a lot of men are sensing that, you know, when they're dealing with black women, like how they switch back and forth from trying to be feminine to just being angry or, or, you know, especially being triggered in such certain situations where as a man, you might not even realize that you're triggering um, you know, uh, black women, you know, that's why it's important for us to learn how to understand each other as black men and women. Um, and I, I think it's important for the black men to understand and to study black women too, you know, uh, on a from a psychological standpoint. Um, also because the black woman identifying with being masculine, this means, okay. So you're like, well, why do black women identify with being masculine? Right. What does this mean to the black woman? Okay, being able to hang around a man and protect herself physically and emotionally because, you know, when you're a man, you're like, hey, I can walk out late at night, you know, or not so much that aspect of what I'm talking about, but you can hang around a man and joke with him, but you don't have to worry about him pulling his genitalia out. You don't have to worry about him reaching for your breast. Okay, because, you know, if you're acting masculine, you're you're on the up and up. You You feel like you're guarding yourself. Okay. Being able to hang around men and protect yourself physically and emotionally, always on guard, or having the upper hand for fear of attack. Like I said, being attacked physically, being groped, um, you know, being talked to sexually. These are all triggers for a lot of black women that a lot of black women may not even be aware of. And so they put this masculine persona on because being masculine equals or it exemplifies I'm able to protect myself. I, I, I'm on guard, you know, what's up, hey man? you know, or whatever, or whatever the case is, you know, uh, cocking your shoulders back, just the whole stance and the mannerisms of being a man, you know, this is out of fear of being, fear of being attacked, uh, psychologically, subconsciously, um, placing on the masculine identity, identity is worn like a cloak for many black women. It keeps them able to function, although malfunction 
to survive, to be able to survive. So, you know, they're, they're able to function, even though it might be malfunctioning, you know, but they're able to survive. Then you have a black female with poor boundaries for herself, okay? So when sexual abuse and the black woman that has suffered sexual abuse, she'll have poor boundaries for herself too. This particular black woman may not know how to reject sex or may feel the only way to grab a man's attention is through sex. She may have seen her mom operate with men in this fashion. So, you know, this might be a custom. This might be something that she's seen the females run at home. You know, like you get a man's attention, you know, not by being a poise or being a lady, but, you know, by showing your boobs, showing your butt, you know, doing some type of dance or something to get a man's attention. Or she may have been sexualized in younger ages, okay? Because that, that, that is a big problem. You know, it doesn't have to be even be full intercourse. You know, if the black female child is not protected and, you know, she's around people that are violating her, you know, she's going to feel, especially if they're by men, you know, it doesn't matter male or female, but we're talking about, you know, male and female relationships and we're talking about why the black woman is so sexualized, you know, when you start to look at, you know, her, like I said, if she's being sexualized at a young age with, you know, and by a, a black male, you know, she's going to identify that by, I need to show him sex to get his attention. Many black women misconstrue or confuse their sex drive and sexuality with being feminine. I think that's so sad. You know, a lot of our black women are growing up and it's tough. It is, especially when we don't see a lot of uh, positive, strong, beautiful. So not just strong and masculine, but just beautiful, strong examples like bold examples in the black girl's face, easily accessible to be able to see feminine that, you know, gyrating and, and all this and being naked and fishnet and, you know, uh, how many men can you sleep with? You know, this has nothing to do with her femininity, but this is what the black woman is taught. And this is what she sees. And this is what she knows. So now we have just discussed the black woman's need of being hypersexualized. So we just talked about that. Now let's discuss the black woman not healing from being hurt. Okay. So that was a big one right there. Why, why does the black woman not know how to heal with being hurt? Okay. But first who hurt the black woman? Okay. Who hurt the black woman in the first place for her to have a need to be healed, okay? Because that was a question that was asked. Why does the black woman not need to be healed? Or, or excuse me, why does the black woman not know how to heal herself, okay? And yes, we can generally say that it is only human nature for humans to go through disappointment, hurt, or heartbreak, okay? So yes, we can put out there generally that um, it's only human nature for you to go through a breakup, your first breakup, so you need to know how to handle and adjust yourself, okay? And yes, the black man can continue to give the usual statement that black women keep picking the wrong man, you know? So, you know, the black man can keep saying that if he wants. But once a woman has had so many sexual partners that doesn't work out, and because, of course, she isn't a man, the more she is broken into from her first sexual encounter, the more conditioned and wired she becomes that all men operate the same. And that's why it's so good. It's not, or excuse me, it's not good for a woman to, you know, uh, put herself out there. And I'm spe especially talking to the young ladies that may be listening, you know, that's why it's good. And a lot of older women need to be honest with younger women. You know, it's not good to put yourself out there. You know, you might think your body can handle it and you're like, you're having all these guys, 
you're hot, you're pretty, but it leaves a stain on you. You know, a few stains might slide off of you, but as you keep having sex and being disappointed and this guy not calling and this guy saying he's going to be your boyfriend and not your boyfriend, and you keep going through that, you, you, those stains are going to start to stick on you, okay? And then you're going to start to have a preconceived notion about every man that you come in contact with, okay? And that's called being scarred from having too many sexual partners, okay? Um, when in reality, she was never supposed to experience the number of men that she did in the first place, okay? I just explained that. Okay, another thing is black women were were shown that any bit of femininity that she did have would be exploited. Okay, so now I'm talking to the black man. So in order to date black men, she had to think like one. Let's go over a few examples, okay, of how black women have had to think like men, okay, not to be exploited about the little, over the little femininity that she did have, okay. When a black girl loves, uh, excuse me, excuse me. When a black girl loses her virginity to a guy, she learns that it meant very little. And yes, we can say that many girls experience this regardless of race. So a lot of girls experience, uh, experience, you know, when they break their virginity to a guy, regardless of what color, white or black or Chinese, that, hey, you thought this guy was going to be Prince Charming and be with you forever, but hey, he's not. Okay, so so we can argue that, okay, that a lot of girls of, of different races go through that. And that's the consequence of losing your virginity to a guy that's not your husband, right? But how many black young men disregard a black woman's body? After all, just listen to the rap lyrics for, for uh, starters, okay? So I'm saying that this happens more in the black community that more black men of other than other races have this pump and dump, I'm going to have sex, she isn't anything, her body isn't anything. And so, you know, whatever virginity, excuse me, whatever femininity that the black woman did have walking into the picture, you know, after a year or two, it's pretty much gone, um, you know, because she feels like it's exploited. You know, that's, that's one of the examples, okay? Number two, many black women have come to associate being feminine with being gullible or weak-minded, okay? Many times, the man is chasing after the woman he can't keep track of and has sex with other men, okay? So what I mean by that is, um, a lot of females, you know, they're told to be loyal and they're told that they're not feminine. The black woman's told these things, right? But they're treated like they're gullible. You know, many times the guy is saying one thing out of his mouth that he wants the loyal woman, right? But a lot of females, especially black females, are finding black men chasing after the girl that he can't keep track with. She doesn't answer her phone. She is playing mind games. She is having sex with other men. It seems like that's the girl that wins the man, you know? So in a lot of black women's minds, they're being conditioned like, hey, I need to play games. You know, I need to be hard to get in negative ways, you know, because that's what gets the man, okay? Many black women have learned to be mysterious through playing just as many mind games as not to be seen as being vulnerable or gullible. Hey, I've even heard some uh, men, you know, um, say out loud, you know, oh, I got me one. What does that mean? I got me one. So that means you've got you a woman that you know is truthful and honest and loyal so you can do her anyway. Is that what that means? And that's, like I said, black men need to be careful of that because that's sending messages to black women that, hey, I, I better not be caught being feminine because, you know, a part of being feminine is being a little vulnerable, okay? You know, and and, and, and that's not called being weak, but a uh, meek. And, you know, if black men want women to 
display this, they can't be going around calling black women gullible and, 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 and weak minded uh, for, um, you know, uh, being being accountable and um, being reliable. You know, it makes the black woman, you know, scared to be reliable. And unfortunately, due to the psychological issues that stem from a lot of young black men and not being taught the art of women. Okay, because a lot of our black men, they know they know how to have sex with a woman. They know her body like the ins and outs of a Corvette. But they don't know about women and how they think. And they don't know how to treat women. A lot of them. Not all, but a lot of them don't. And they may run into a girl who answers when he calls. Or is feminine to a certain degree. Okay, so when he runs into a girl that, that is reliable, he then may misuse her. And unbeknownst to him, damage the same qualities in the said female that he claims that many women lack. Which sends a subliminal message to many black women that in order to deal with the black man, you have to be just as cunning as him in order not to be played. Okay, which of course is repellent to any man. And the cycle just continues between men and women, especially the black man and woman, okay? Another aspect of why the black woman is gone wild, okay, is the music the black woman listens to, okay? On one hand, she has black male artists singing about how he'd like to have all this sex with her without singing about any devotion or commitment, okay? And, you know, I heard some guys tell me, oh, it's the new age. This is the new genre of music. Well, you know, I've been listening to other genres of music in 2021. And they're still singing about taking their women and marrying them and how lone, lonely and sick they are when they broke up. Basically um, describing to the woman how he needs her and how lovely she is and how beautiful she is, you know. And so I, I, I challenge the black man not to keep throwing the excuse that it's the times that have changed, but it's the self-respect that the black man is showing to himself and to other black women that has changed, you know. So let me continue about what I'm saying. Um, then she has rap songs. So the black woman, you know, she's hearing R&B songs and stuff about how black men want to sex her down, but no commitment, no talk about that, no falling in love or no commitment. Then she has rap songs calling her the B word, the H words, and everything in between and telling her about how dispensable, um, her and her whole group of women are. Okay. So you know, you're hearing about that. I'll toss one B to the side. I'll get with the next B. I got four baby mamas. I'll F your baby mama. I mean, you're hearing all this. And so the black woman is hearing this, that this is how black men are singing to her. Okay. And then you have groups of black naked women parading around one or two men. Okay. That gives black women the image that she has to be this sexual vixen and do outrageous things just to keep a man's attention. You know, fighting for a man's attention. You got 10 naked women, 20 naked women around one or two men, black men. And, you know, you, you can argue that, you know, you, you can see white girl strippers, Las Vegas showgirl strippers around men. And men like that with cigars and brandy, you know, um, 
you know, 10 women or something. But this is the image that is predominantly shown in a lot of rap and R&V videos, more so than any race of man, that sends a subliminal message to the black woman that she has to compete sexually with multitudes of other women, like cats on a farm, for one or two men. Okay, like some type of stud farm, stud breeding ranch or something. You know, the subliminal messages that really go through in a lot of our music um, videos and things that we're really just not even aware of. Um, let, let's continue. And I caution and challenge the black man to cease from saying he can't find a black queen, a black princess, or a feminine woman. But you blast mentally abusive lyrics regarding black women, okay? So you're saying you can't find a black queen or nothing, but you're blasting music, which is in your subconscious, calling black women B's, H's, and everything else. And no excuses needed about this being modern times, so lyrics have changed, okay? And what do you think if a woman listens to the black man calling her broads, B's, and H's, and how she can get on her knees daily... She's listening to these lyrics through different songs 20 to 30 times per day in multiple songs from various male artists. And right along with the average everyday black male ingesting these songs and images. Okay, so not only is the black woman listening to this, and this is chipping away at her self-esteem. Okay, we have black men, of course, that are listening and mentally ingesting inside. Okay, these lyrics you know, a, a numerous amount of times a day. And, and so what do you think he's vocalizing, you know, and thinking about black women, okay? And, I, and, and that's one thing for the black man to say that he wants a queen once again, but he's vocalizing, you know, and like I said, the black man is the son of God and he calls those things not as though they were. He calls it into existence. You know, you're calling forth with your words, the power of your words, whores and B's and H's, and you're saying, why are these black women like that? And I don't want to hear the fact that, oh, these are just words. I don't want to hear that. You know, words do have power. And if you don't know that, maybe we could, maybe you could do some research. Okay. Um, it is no wonder black women have little bit of, a little bit of a self-esteem issue. Okay. So let me repeat that. It is no wonder why black women have a little bit of a self-esteem issue. Okay. Lastly, our young black women have poor female role models. Okay. So this is another aspect. And the ones that are good examples are overlooked. They're overshadowed, you know, whether by the media, you know, whether they don't want them to be, you know, they really broadcast, you know, all the video vixens and stuff, but you don't really see the senators, the black teachers, the black women, you know, they're overlooked. And they're and, and quite honestly, they're overlooked by black women too, okay? We have female rap artists that go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the male rap artists and um, telling black women to use a man for sex, use them for money, then toss his butt to the curve, okay? All of this is based off of the pain of the black man singing and rapping about tossing black women to the side. So now, you know, black women, a lot of them are feeling empowered. You know, um, they, they've gone through a generation and, and I, that's why I, I encourage the black man to really think back. You know, the last, you know, 100 years, the last 80 to 70 years when the black woman was loyal um, and, you know, you know, her being raped, her daughter's being raped and, you know, the abuse that went on. And then, you know, for the black woman to have male sons, 
and, you know, start abusing them, you know, physically and even sexually and mentally. And like Tupac said, what we're going to do is make a generation of babies that create the babies and hate the ladies. I mean, you know, he was way before his time, you know, rest in peace, Tupac. But it's exactly what's going on, you know. So black men have been rapping about and talking about dogging black women. So now you've got this generation of black women that have come out of these abusive homes um, with a lot of these males and now they're abusing men. Now they're um, feeling like they're getting their women's empowerment through ab abusing men back, okay? Out of feeling voiceless of not being hurt by um, black men in particular. And yes, it has been att attached to the general feminist movement with white women, which really shouldn't be compared, but you know, we were intertwined and intermingled, but I think that's a lot of what's going on. And, um, but, when I talk about the black woman's condition, I just want to say I speak on the issue with compassion, yet a firm conscience, okay? Um, I just want to say I love you all, but these issues must be brought to the surface, okay? Um, that pretty much concludes this segment. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you all. Hey, let me know what you think. If you're listening on YouTube, you know, drop a line in the comment section. Um, if you did like what you heard um, and you'd like to hear more of the Truth for Trinity when it becomes available, you can hit the subscribe and notification button. You can also hit the like button and share with other people so that they can get the knowledge. Um, if you'd like to show your financial love or contribution, you can hit up the truthwithtrinity.com and hit the PayPal button. Um, if you have any questions or suggestions, you can also hit me up at thetruthwithtrinity.com. You can listen to my podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. And always remember, if you can't tell the truth with anyone else, you can with Trinity. Till next time, take care.